0: Audible.com is offering UCTV podcast listeners a free 30-day trial subscription and one free audiobook download. Just visit audibletrial.com slash UCTV to sign up. That's audibletrial.com UCTV. And thanks. The Polytheater
1: Internship actually produce and shoot and direct this event. So it's their own event, so it's really cool. And you'll see them in the white shirts and black pants, so I'll give them a shout-out later. Uh, I do have some advice though Never do as a joke Ask them to write a poem Saying 10 things they hate about Matt (laughs) Don't do that Uh, Script to screen examines How the screenplay is translating to the movie The series was actually born on the stage A year and a half ago with our guest When they came for Legally Blonde Uh, They are the most successful (laughs) They are the most successful uh, Women's screenwriting do in Hollywood history Writing such films as 10 things they hate about you Ella Enchanted. Uh, she's the man. The House Bunny. The Ugly Truth. Please give a ten things I love about them. Shout out to Kirsten Smith and Karen McCullough. Lots.
2: We're pretty flattered about that whole most I don't know famous history. I don't history. Know about that. You are I don't the, don't the most successful. You.
1: Your films have grossed about five hundred thirty million dollars. And as the writing cool. females and uh, you know, and we talked about last time, uh, only 18% of films are written by women in Hollywood yeah. today. So it's amazing that you've got you guys had such a wonderful run, uh, and we we know it's going to continue. Thanks. But let's talk about uh, how was it seeing 10 uh, Things I Hate About You with the Pollock?
2: Oh, it was great. It looked so great, and uh, brought back a lot of happy memories. Yeah, you know? it's it was a great time making that movie. And, Obviously, it was it was the first script that we ever sold, and it was the first movie that we ever got made, and it, for all, all the cast, it was their first, you know, major role in a in a movie. So it was, and the director's first movie, and so it was a kind of a special time for everybody, for sure.
1: Uh, how many bows? Uh, how many exposes? Movies based on, and how many think they're Heath Ledger of yours? Oh. Oh, how many ex- ex-boyfriends think this movie's based on them, and how many uh, oh. think they're Heath Ledger? <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, that's a good question.
3: Well, the title is based on an, a diary entry I made in high school. I had a boyfriend named Anthony, whom I was frequently unhappy with. And uh, <laughs> I made a list called Things I Hate About Anthony. <laughs> and I, when Kirsten and I decided to write this, I went through all my high school diaries to like kind of bone up on those angsty memories. And when I told her about that list, she's like,
2: "That's our title: Ten Things I Hate About You." So it actually like it came out of a conversation that we had like a, a was like it a almost year a year before we were even yeah. writing the script? So, I think she was telling me, and I was like, "Ten things I hate about you." Yeah, that's how it started. Anthony's
3: very proud of that fact. We're still friends today. And every now and then I'll get like a random phone call in the middle of the night like, my nephew doesn't believe that this title is about me. Tell him. And I'm like, on the phone, I'm like, yes, I hated Anthony in high school. He gets
2: to take credit.
1: Uh, So uh, what was the connection combining the high school genre with Taming of the Shrew? Hmm.
2: Well,
3: we thought that it was pretty brilliant and clueless how she took a an old classic and put it in high school, so we kind of just copied that idea.
2: Yeah, I think Romeo and Juliet... Was Romeo and Juliet that being came out, made? Or? Yeah, I think
3: it was being made around the same time.
2: Yeah, but we, we definitely thought that there was some kind of... The adapt a classic to the teen movie format was a good tactic, especially because we were new screenwriters and it seemed like a good thing to just take an existing story that we knew was brilliant that we wouldn't have to pay anyone for because they were like long dead and then we could yeah
1: so it's in public domain so they're not you know shakespeare will is not going to be suing you
2: no he's not yet
1: (laughs) uh well how is it hard it was it hard like doing the shakespeare structure injecting your own kind of personalities into it or did you kind of worry about that
2: hugely helpful actually we learned a lot I mean watching the movie I feel like it's one of our best structured films and then I go to pat myself on the back and realize it's because it's not our structure (laughs) because we stole from only the greatest writer ever to live so yeah so
1: so what, what characters are based on you you two you're wondering what you most identify with I of course identify with Heath Ledger yes no the AV nerd let's be honest uh what do you identify by Bianca? Kat? Do you guys have any? Well,
3: I mean, I definitely would complain to my English teacher a lot about the books we had to read. That's definitely one thing. Yeah. I, did. I think you were the
2: same way, too, right? Yeah, I mean, I think the feminist streak of Kat, like, she's kind of a combination of Karen's, like, willful attitude and, and then, like, my indie, indie rock, rock and feminism yes. thing, so.
3: I was always like, "Why are we reading Moby Dick? It's really boring." Like it was
1: that girl.
2: I
3: was more like, I'm like "It's Huckleberry racist." Fest. Yeah, Whatever. Huckleberry Finn. I was like, "This is a Hardy Boys with racism. We don't need to be reading this." Yeah. So.
1: Yeah, I got yelled at during English class when I said the reason why Herman Melville wrote so long is because he got paid by the word. <laughs> and the English people weren't too happy when I made that up. Yeah. Um, so, did you think of any character when you were writing the script? Did you think of any people he had in mind for the characters, just in your head? It's like there I-
3: were no teen stars when we made this. I mean, it, it was very like because you know we were from like the whole John Hughes era where it's like there was established teen stars, but they like became teen stars in this, so we yeah. didn't have
2: anybody in mind. I mean, it's funny a lot of people auditioned for the movie that were. Now household. I mean, I think Kate Hudson auditioned and mm-hmm. Katie Holmes and Josh Hartnett yeah. almost got the Heath Ledger part. Mm-hmm. Wow. And I mean, there was a, there was a lot of noteworthy people that were after it. But it's so. It, I feel like it's so um, different now that you couldn't really just make a teen movie with all unknown people. There would sort of be the Selena Gomezification of it. Or is that a I, mean, I think that is her. her. <laughs>
1: well, yeah. I mean, it seems like Holly was willing, unwilling to take a risk right now on unknown yeah. stars, you know. So, yeah. it's, uh, so we'll, let's talk about Julia Stiles. Did you work with her when she was cast, or work with her on the character, mm-hmm. or?
2: Yeah, I mean, we wrote. We were just on set for a short time, but we worked on the scene. With her in her trailer, I mean, I, it was really exciting for me. I thought it was exciting to get to work with her. We never like no, was rewritten a scene with an with actor with the actress
3: there, and it yeah. was the
2: scene. And Karen was like, when we we're watching it tonight, she's like, "It's the scene where she flashes." It's um, always been so painful to me. Karen tonight, like, oh. it wasn't quite as she's bad. She's like as here it. It, it comes, here it comes. The <laughs> scene no, I just hated the
3: them. I hated the way the scene was directed because it's like it was like that capery music, and it's like they keep looking, and like Heath is like scampering st- st- around like a mouse in the back. I'm like, why am the window already like. <laughs> but then you watch it, but then watch it tonight you're like, tonight, you're like what, like, what was I right, complaining about yeah. see she's very willful
2: it's a Kat Stratford attitude yeah, really yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> well because yeah we were we were uh, you know our relationship with the director on the movie was kind of rocky a little bit so we had a lot of a lot of things we were just you know, doggedly determined would have are, we're going to ruin the movie, you know, the way that he shot it and things that he did. And he added a lot of the physical comedy in the film. And you know, we watch it now and are like, "Oh, the motorcycle jump is great, and the arrow in the butt is great, and the you know, the golf balls are great." Yeah, I mean, he really brought a lot of that to it because he was a sitcom director. And we I were, still
3: think the motorcycle scene is random. I mean, it's, it's funny, it's but it's ran- ran- like, random. Yeah,
2: it is. A, it's <laughs> it is random.
3: You're waiting for some something. Unmotivated,
2: but. Um, yes. But so, I mean, I don't know. People like the motorcycle scene, right? What Raise do you guys think?
1: Raise your hand.
3: Ish. Like I'm, not I'm not getting a I'm not getting. Consensus. Consensus. We're not getting
1: is your favorite scene in the movie, uh, to the audience. Uh, it was oh, a little yeah. random. That's what it was kinda, That's so that was a director thing? Well,
3: he yeah. saw that hill, and he's like, oh, we've got to use this hill and have someone drive a bike down it. And... <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Perhaps a little setup would have worked a little uh, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, so were you guys surprised by her awesome dancing? Hmm? Julia Stiles' awesome oh, awesome god. dancing. Yeah.
2: yeah, she was great. She was good. I know. I I don't think she I mean they brought in a good. choreographer to teach her that, I remember. But she had the natural
3: mood Yeah, moves. yeah, yeah. We were like, Oh my god, what if she's a terrible dancer? That scene's gonna be um
1: okay, I was watching the audience. There were some tears in the audience during the poem scene. Really? Uh, yeah, I was watching it. So Wait, you guys, how
2: could you watch the audience? I was you staring at the audience. I was oh. like over there and I was
1: you, watching the audience. You were
2: filmed. Okay.
1: Yeah. Uh, so, what do you think? What about that scene? Because everybody's moved by that scene. Oh, what is it? Cool. What is it? Yeah.
3: When we wrote it, we didn't. Intend for her to cry, but when she did, and we, the first time we saw it, we're like, "Holy shit, that makes it so much better." Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, she's so tough as a character, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and she never showed that kind of, like, you know, uh, vulnerability. It was yeah. actually one of my favorite things.
3: All right, so for well, Patrick- plus the, when they cut to Heath, that look on his face mm-hmm. is so gorgeous and heartbreaking. Yeah. yeah that's, that's what gets me. But. Yeah. No, a- I mean
2: it's really built. I was thinking about that tonight. It's like built on his reaction. Is such mm-hmm. a powerful part of the scene too. Yeah.
1: Uh, which, which, ironically enough, brings us to Heath. Uh, what, what was the process of developing him? Because he was very nonchalant, dark, mysterious, but cool, charming, and understanding. It's very deep for a high school student uh, in a movie. So, what was the process? Did you work on the character? How did you want to frame him? Because
3: well, we we like the whole mystique of him. The scene where they're talking about the rumors, it kind of goes really fast. So can't really hear a lot of them, but we just had all these different crazy backstories of where everyone had thought he'd been for the past year, and we wanted to make him like this mythic character, and, um, but yeah, it's just, it was, then when he got cast, he looked so much older than the other kids, even though he was 19 when we shot it. he just turned 19. But we were, when we first saw the dailies, we are like, are people gonna ask why the 25-year-old Australian man is in high school? He looks a lot older, but it works. No one ever asked us that question.
1: Uh, my favorite line, actually, the movie was "Never let anyone make you think you don't deserve what you want."
3: People have used that as like their yearbook quotes and stuff. I've seen. It. I'm like, oh, that's awesome, People, I always get weird emails about that. Well,
1: he's, uh, because you know, it's nor-
3: true. You shouldn't let anyone yeah. make you feel like mm-hmm. you don't deserve it It's good. But it also endeared you to him by a little I that advice. Yeah, I
1: thought you're totally <laughs> endeared to his character at that moment because normally he'd be the bully, and you know he learns mm-hmm. to not be the bully, but he's actually a nice guy, yeah. which I thought was kind of. So is that something you guys play with? Like, he was you just were-
3: misunderstood.
1: But you, don't, you like to avoid stereotypes. I've noticed. Like you don't want a stereotypical character. You seem to want to play with that a little. I noticed, in your writing. Is that something you think about? Or? Well,
3: Joey was kind of the yeah. He was stereotypical. But instead of being like the jock, <laughs> we made him like the model because that was funnier. Right? Uh, a little twist on uh, it.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I did. I watched the Blu-ray last night. The Blu-ray behind the scenes. I saw a picture with you guys with Heath Ledger. So yeah. uh, How was it? Did you see the unborn Joker? Did you see the star when you met him? Where did you see the talent even coming It was pretty to the movie?
2: obvious yeah. that he was a movie star and charismatic uh, for sure. Yeah, we met him before before the movie before he was even cast in the movie and so it was like this great thing of getting to meet someone and then they end up being in your movie and uh it was pretty his star quality was like wildly evident and he did seem like Karen said like way older than his years yeah, like he was awful. packing a lot of life into a short amount of time, so um, yeah, he seemed... In fact, we went to a bar with him when he was 18
3: and <laughs> he would, he didn't no even one parted. ever parted him. Like, it's crazy. He would go up and order and bring the beers back to us and we're like, we're, we're like 30 of so them. It was weird. Like, yeah, he's, he just had a presence about him that was very like, I'm a man. Yes.
1: <laughs>
3: Good presence to have.
1: And it worked great for, you know, because you need someone strong with cat. And the casting would have been, I think, a disaster if you didn't have that, who can compete with Julia or Cat in that scene, so. Yeah. Um, Bianca I really liked, too. I mean, Bianca was a fascinating, you know, again, because you you think conceited, you know, but nice heart, I mean, you know, and she was kind of, is that something you had fun with her arc? Because that's another character with an arc which I find amazing in your writing. Every character has their own arc and story. Like, you don't just ignore the, you know.
2: Well, I don't know. If Joey really had an arc. Uh, no, Joey. He kind of stayed right. dicky all the way around. But. but
1: Dad did. You know, the he Dad is
2: beautiful. Yeah, I love the the Dad Who? scene. The Dad, Larry Miller. Uh, well, yeah, the Dad is, And he know. added a ton of that comedy. Um, he's a stand-up himself really and good. a comedy writer. So he added a lot of like the jiggy with it. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. <laughs> the jiggy with it. Yeah,
1: the awkward middle-aged dad yeah. thing. Yeah, and the
3: English teacher. I, th- I know Daryl yeah, Mitchell. He's so good. He's in a wheelchair dad. now. He actually got in a horrible (laughs) motorcycle accident He's in a wheelchair But he still acts So
1: It was very funny In the original script I read an early draft It was a woman teacher Was that a switcher
3: No, I think that was always a guy Wasn't
1: it? I think in the script We gave out the scene We gave out for the poem It was actually a woman teacher Oh Was it?
2: Maybe I mean, because I think Gil, the director, had worked with that actor on a sitcom, so he was, I mean, he did a really good job of casting all the adult mm-hmm. characters. Yeah, Allison Janney was good. Yeah.
1: So, Oh, Alison Janney, I mean, I, I saw the behind the scenes, she was like laughing at how much fun she had. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: It was a lot of fun filming the movie.
1: Uh, all right, so Joseph Gordon-Levitt, another soon-to-be star that he you guys like cast. He
3: was such a baby. That he was such so weird. Did anybody notice
1: that? He looked like he was 12 years old?
2: <laughs> he was 18. <laughs> he that's uh, great.
1: <laughs> he looks so, so young because now we see him as Robin now and stuff like that. Uh, did, um, so did you get a chance to meet with him or did you?
2: Yeah. Yes, yeah. we did. And he was, he was the first person... Officially cast. He was the uh, biggest
3: star at the time because he was on Third Rock from the Sun.
2: And we we had to have a meeting with him where he articulated his concerns about the script and we had to assuage his fears um, with the and the producer was there and it was kind of like our job to make him feel comfortable about taking the part so it worked. Whatever we said. I think I said I don't even like... re- remember what his fears were, but at one time
3: you said something like, "It's like Han Solo." Or, or... you're you
2: like a Luke Skywalker the yeah, movie.
3: I'll, I'll... <laughs> I don't know it, <laughs> okay. but it
2: worked. It worked. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, was there anything in the movie, the original script, that you wish stayed in the movie or hit the cutting room floor?
2: I think. Well, yeah. I mean, some of there was some of the Mandela Shakespeare stuff, like that was a bigger part of it. There was a few. There are a few scenes that just um, that were shot that I guess I wish I could watch even if, I mean like we the mm-hmm. Thai restaurant, there was a Thai restaurant scene oh, yeah. And, yeah. and there was a scene with Bianca and Cat and Miss Perky at the end. We never mm-hmm. even saw those scenes cut together so um, they're like deep underground in Burbank or somewhere, I don't know.
1: Yeah. What about the mom? Was that a choice? to uh,
2: We were told to cut the mom. Well, she... Oh, yeah, the mom... There was
3: a mom she, there in the was a original mom. script. Yeah. And then they were like, why is Kat such a... B-? What if her mom
2: left? And that's why she's such a... We're well, like, all right. I mean, <laughs> with the female characters, yeah, it's like you... you she's got to have a reason to have an attitude problem because if you have a vagina and an attitude problem, there needs there to be an explanation. Be a <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're not
3: allowed to say Not
1: <laughs> I don't have a response like that. But yeah, that's that why. That, uh.
3: <laughs> but that's why that scene with the pearls was added, which is not my favorite scene. It seems a little bit overwrought. Um, but yeah, Karen's still giving in. notes. I know. I still like, notes like, on the <laughs> movie. That that I think could have been better. But
1: I kind of like the ghost though. The mom being the ghost, sort of, because it affected hmm. Dad.
3: Yeah. You yeah, know, yeah, and yeah. it really
1: set up. I thought it of their relationship. Yeah, really yeah. Well. I didn't
3: mind the, the cut of the mama. So
1: it was uh, So I mean, obviously you enjoy ensemble writing. Is it hard trying to balance the characters, making sure you know they each get their time or service or their story, or does it? Um, just, you
2: know, this it's it didn't fun. seem too hard. Yeah, we're writing an ensemble now. I, I'm kind of glad that we watched this while we're writing our ensemble now. It, it's kind of sad that our twenty. Something selves can teach us about screenwriting when we should have learned <laughs> the lessons already. But, but um, yeah, I think it's fun to do.
1: So, what is your process since you work together? I mean, is it uh, you write together? Do you mm-hmm. take pages or scenes, or just really just get together and hash it out? Or
3: no, we work in the same room and do it all at the same time.
2: We were writing in the car on the way up here, the whole way. I, will I got very Carson. We, if there's an automobile, we can write inside of it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, we write it, mostly at yes.
3: our houses and at restaurants, but mostly our houses.
1: Yeah. Oh, wow. And uh, so, uh, who wins the battle in char- uh, story and structure, or character and structure? You guys like it?
2: Well, we don't
3: battle over it too much anymore. But no. whoever can convince the other one that they're right usually wins. And if
2: someone is more tired, yeah, that day, they will sometimes it's like, ask. all right, we'll try it.
3: If it doesn't work, we'll cut it. That's the easiest way yeah. to do it.
1: <laughs> and you probably since you've written so well, to, so long together. It's probably now a rhythm where yes, you know. And if not, both of you are feeling it or something. You know, there's probably something not mm-hmm. working mm-hmm. the same.
3: Yeah. And we have like a shorthand for like. Different moments that we want. We're like, we need the blankety blank moment here or that, and so we know what that means to each other. Whereas right.
2: other, other writers would be like, cutter. what the fuck are you talking about? I know, don't, you try to say things to yeah. writers with this weird parlance? It's a tre- the scene needs a treacle cutter. I'm sorry, I don't they're know. They're like, what? That, What's a it, treacle cutter? Karen knows yeah. what that is.
3: <laughs> Why don't you guys
2: <laughs> We make up our own language.
1: Do you guys outline, or are you an outline bio yes. person? You mentioned the outlines. So you want to know your characters very deeply or the structure before you dive in?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah uh, I mean I would say probably not more than like a 10 page outline but But we need to know the beginning, middle And end, all the big moments And ter- character turns And emotional scenes and stuff The key moments I would say
1: So in this case it would have been The, uh, the cat scene
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, with that. What are the key moments for Well when her? she
2: finds out
3: that
1: he got paid That's like the problem Yeah big um, the kissing scenes. Of course. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> or the lack of kissing scene. One of, I thought one of the better mo- great mm-hmm. moments of the movie when he turned, you know, when when she was yeah. vomiting on him and she turned yeah. him
2: away. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: so let's go back to your early days. How did you guys meet in the, the days before the uh, Facebook and the Craigslist and people making friends and... <laughs>
2: So, I actually opened a tangible envelope and pulled a snail out a letter. mail yeah, snail mail. Yes <laughs> I think I wrote her a letter back saying that I would like to read some of the scripts and then. And she mailed me the scripts and then <laughs> I read them and then I called her on the phone. <laughs> and phone I said, I it. It's all free texting. It's email. Yeah, I like these. And then we agreed to convene in person. Yeah. <laughs> like many months
3: We later. had a meeting at yeah. a bar. And then we met in and person And we wrote on cocktail napkins because we didn't we, have to pen paper. Pens. <laughs> Does
1: anybody write on pens anymore? Any, any of you aspiring writers?
2: Mm-hmm. We always write. Yes. Hard
3: copy. I know.
1: Legal path.
2: And then we wrote We lived in different, in different states When we began writing So we would mail pages back and forth We wrote this script when we lived in different places
1: Oh wow yeah.
2: But we did the outline in Puerto Vallarta on the beach <laughs> They're like <'Cause laughs> what? Colorado, Why are we in Puerto Vallarta? Lived
3: here, yeah. And then we met in Mexico and <laughs> Two words, timeshare Yeah, timeshare <laughs> Timeshare that I bought when I was really drunk um. <laughs> <laughs> it, it worked out. It came in handy. Yeah, came in handy.
1: So, Karen, how many scripts had you written before you know you hooked up with Kirsten or... Uh,
3: probably like nine or ten, ish, around there.
1: And Kirsten what about you? Or did
2: you... Uh, I think i have written one?
3: She had written
1: college. a bunch of poetry, before yeah, that. yeah,
2: I was a poet, and a, um, but I had read a lot of scripts, so I was like a development. You know, I was in the screenplay development world so I'd read scripts and done a ton of coverage so I think I was learning a lot about structure doing that So,
1: and you just went uh, just by doing it over and over again Karen for you just writing mm-hmm. different stories because a lot of times I mean, one of the, a lot of aspiring screenwriters think you know we just write one script and they'll sell it and you know.
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what your advice is just put it finish
3: it put it down, down, down right start the next way. one put that down start the next one yeah it takes a lot of practice script
1: uh, obviously this was your first So it, of course it's very special to you But uh, well, Our or,
3: first one we sold Not the so, first yes. one we
1: wrote Oh that, that was, was the question So how yeah. many did you write Before we got to this we one we had like three
3: Or was mm-hmm. this our third one together This was, was
2: our second script That we wrote together We wrote No we had Never Again into Shafika We wrote Shafika after we did. Yeah, shi- <laughs> this was the script that got us the Shafika writing assignment. That's hilarious. Our first writing assignment. We got paid a thousand dollars, and it w- we only had like a mandate of uh, write a love story set in Indonesia and about a guy, a boy and a girl, and there needs to be doves. Yeah. Flying. That was like a big yeah. director. And then we there. came up with the story. <laughs> it- we should maybe try I, to sell
3: that. Uh, we, well,
1: I don't think we own it. It was a writing assignment.
3: Oh, that's true. <laughs> you should, should get could like stage it as a play that oh, fun. You should get
1: like your actor friends to do a scene reading. Totally, I love it. Katie would do it. That's
3: right.
1: <laughs> so we are going to touch a little bit on legally blonde. Your, was that assuming your next follow your follow up script? What was your next one I think you
0: sold. Um, uh, no, we sold a couple produced. in between
3: there. That we never got made. We sold
2: a girl surfing movie, and then we sold. Public this was, Displays of Affection. Yeah. Um, a romantic comedy, and then we. We then, worked on a TV show for a little bit. Yes. So then. But then Legally Blonde came pretty soon. Yeah, I think it, I think we got that job right in right as Ten Things was coming out in theaters. We got the Legally Blonde job.
1: And how was the experience for you for Legally Blonde? And uh,
2: Very positive.
1: And uh, Reese was also, <laughs> did you get to work with Reese or did you get to silver yes, yep. her character? Uh, you know, it was another character, an actress she launched. You know, she already
3: had way. a career, but that one made her like a big leading lady for sure. Yeah.
1: It showed her star. I mean, I think she was in Pleasantville right before, or like election, a year or two. Before. Election. election be, and Freeway
2: right. we love too. I don't know if you guys have seen Freeway, but if you're Reese Witherspoon fans, so you got to check it out.
1: And, what, and then we're moving to um, uh, The House Bunny.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Emma Stone. Her uh, yes. that was she and had Emma. just done She's super bad, but it was her first kind of bigger role, uh, co-lead. So, mm-hmm. um, and you describe the process of that? Because that was you work with Anna.
3: We came up with that as a pitch, and then pitched it with Anna to the studios, and wrote like lines for her to do and everything. And she got a little bit tarted up to look like a bunny. So well, it was ahead.
2: based on her uh, her idea of, or her character idea about a playboy bunny who gets kicked out of the mansion but and she had the character really in her head for years but she didn't know exactly what would happen yeah to that she's character. like where do those
3: girls go so yes. we came up with where they went
2: yes and then <laughs> and we had an idea we wanted to do something in about a sorority house mother and then oh yeah it we just had, came yeah. to i think it came we to like, any, day, like animal that's house sorority do. like
3: the really wild sorority and the house mother's like Charlotte you know, from Sex in the City, very conservative. So then, when Anna told us this, her idea for the character, I'm like, ooh, let's, what if we flip that and make a, the nerdy sorority with like, the wild party girl? Cosplay.
2: But that was like six months after.
3: Yeah, that took me a while. You to woke get up there. in the middle of the night. I was like, oh,
2: I've got I'm it. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's where she goes. The Veda. But <laughs> that's,
3: yeah, that's
1: how uh, about. Last time, I, I didn't mention a movie, that it was very popular. She's the Man.
2: Yeah, I, I was people
3: like, love it. I know, right. I know, it was a funny thing. Channing I mean, Tatum, like, we discovered Channing Tatum.
1: Channing Tatum, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, remember, last time I said you're the pen that lost a thousand careers, and it's true. Oh. Like, every star, so many young stars got their start.
3: I, for I begged things. for him to get that role, too. I was really a pain in the butt Oh, you to the weren't producers. the only one, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> because of his extreme now, every talent? Every day, the producer the, and
3: the casting, uh, I would just email everybody, I'd go, Jenny Tatum, Jenny Tatum, because we could see the audition tapes, they would, there was a website, the link, and everybody else that came in just sucked, and he was good, and funny, and hot, and, and they're like, oh, but he looks too street to be in a boarding school, and I'm like, put a tie on him, make him grow his hair out a little bit, this is not, not hard to figure out, people, <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then when he finally they called, and they're like, "Karen, you're going to be very happy. We've cast Channing Tatum." And I was just like, "Oh!" <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was a star. So
1: yeah. you're returning to our familiar uh, Will Shakespeare friend.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah.
1: So it's uh, back to him. Yeah. Uh, so were you brought on? How did that How did that start? The process. It was it a spec script? Or? It was a
2: spec script mm-hmm. that um, that was written by a guy who worked for uh, the producer, Lauren Shuler Donner. And he sold it under a pseudonym, I think, Uh, or was that his real name? Yeah, it was under a pseudonym. But he—they attached Amanda Bynes, who was kind of the Selena Gomez of the time—and sold it to DreamWorks with her attached. And then once they did, they looked—they brought us in to to come and rewrite it a little bit. And obviously, this movie helped pave the way for that.
1: I see. So, uh, what's next for you two? What do we got? What do we got on the back burner? We're writing an
2: action movie. (laughs) An action comedy.
3: We're writing the girl version of the Expendables. <laughs> yes, it's true. We are. We sit around talking about how to kill people all day. It's Quite a departure. It's for very me. therapeutic. But it is. I have to come up with little backstories, like if, like, you know, if the Navy Seals get killed by the bad guys, I have to, in my mind, convince myself that the Navy Seals did something bad to their wives, so it's okay if we kill. Them.
2: <laughs> I didn't know that.
3: I do. They're really? they're all taking alimony from their ex-wives.
2: Maybe we should see a scene of that So then other people will feel So then other people are seeing the same movie that I'm seeing in my head Yeah, I like it Just maybe like a little (laughs) And we go into them like, you know Stealing the wives' money
1: (laughs) So are we in the later draft or are we going to be seeing it soon? Pardon? Uh, Is it in the later draft or how far along? Oh, we're on
2: our second path Yeah, Yeah. second draft Oh, sweet No, yeah, it's fast, we're writing quick We're going to turn it in before Christmas, so wow we got. I mean, you gotta, you gotta make this movie happen, right? The Expendables isn't just gonna sit there forever. You gotta make it now.
1: <laughs> anybody, anybody in mind we're thinking for uh, the badass Sylvester Stallone part?
3: Well, Sylvester will be playing himself, hopefully. But, uh, but for the Cameron girls, G- yeah, 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 our, our fantasy, hey, Cameron Diaz.
2: yeah, like Melissa McCarthy is Jen a demolitions Garner. expert. <laughs> Anna Faris is like the the distraction. The decoy. Sort of wide-eyed distraction. Um, Jen Garner is like the shooter assassin.
3: Jenji as the oh, like yeah, she's like the man. one who can like climb on roofs. None Jim. of these people are even aware mm-hmm. of this project. Right. By the I <laughs> know, they're not. But this is completely once again. A movie their in deals our
2: hand, are their deal points are negotiable. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yeah.
1: It's uh, any expressions of directing or moving into other areas of uh,
2: Kirsten started yeah. directing. I've done a couple short films, so I'd like to do a feature. I don't want to do that
3: You have to get up really early That's always my excuse But it's true It
2: is I'm not really getting early. up early it's I know I And thinking? you're like the
3: latest sleeper in the world So I don't know why you want to direct It's
2: going to be night shoots exactly. Night shoots? Yeah <laughs>
1: But if you direct the action movie It'd be pretty fun Oh that's uh, actually, that might yeah. be beyond
2: the scope of my ability But
1: So uh, Alright well why don't we give a chance For our uh, favorite uh, fans in the audience To ask some questions um, oh wait, you, we
2: have to say Let's take a quick poll while we're here About sure. the title of ex, the ex, female expendables They have given us a working title Let's hear a pro and con reaction let's Okay see. The expendables Pro? Zane, okay wait, no. who's pro?
3: There was no pro, cool. <laughs> Who Zane, thinks it's like it's funny it's and
2: terrible. Funny, cheesy funny
3: It's, it's not either no. It's not either brand of funny It's terrible uh,
2: it's not my title
3: but I, I want to know. call it with guns But
2: uh,
0: there,
3: there we go I think we found our title Wait awesome. What about
2: killer racks? <laughs> anyway If you guys have ideas Bring them on
1: I'm leaning towards B****s with guns But I've got a feeling They're not going to allow it <laughs> <laughs> uh, Probably
2: not uh, Who knows <laughs> They don't I, all have guns. That's I think problem. what it could be is like one of our titles within like Expendables 3 underneath mm-hmm. it. Expendables is... It's, a, it's, it's a an wagon. eye roller. I know. It's <laughs> I know. a groaner. I mean, there are literal groans happening. <laughs> you were in pain
3: over that
1: <laughs> What we'll do is we'll, we'll send out a survey to everybody who bought a ticket tonight so you can vote on the movie. So we'll see which title.
2: Yeah, or just pitch us your own titles.
1: What pitch us your own titles? <laughs> So uh, so why don't we, uh, if anybody's interested in asking a question, you can line up by Joe right over there, and we can get some questions going from the audience. Uh, so, there we go. There we go. it's fine.
2: Okay, so about the band in the film Letters to Cleo, um, did, uh, it's like, I guess music plays a big role in the film. Um, could you talk about your interest in music and relating to the film?
3: Hmm. One, one thing I want to say about that band is that it was the director's idea to have them come play the prom. And then he's like, he's like oh, I just gave Heath a line of, like, I called in a favor. And I'm like, to who? Like, how, how does Heath know the band? What?
2: what? it's <laughs> a very connected individual. Yeah. It's very connected. Well, it's really funny because I, like, I mean, I love music and indie rock. And, like, I thought the, when we were making the movie, I was just appalled at, like, that the music didn't have any like indie credibility because i was like it needs to be slater kinney and all these like edgy bands um that, you know so i was just devastated i was making mixed cds for like everyone who even was remotely involved no one cared but um <laughs> <laughs> but i mean watching it now i've come to really love it i think it you know has a lot of energy and obviously the soundtrack is a kind of like a cult favorite soundtrack so I've gotten over, much like Karen has gotten over her hostility towards the flashing scene I've learned to love the music but, um, but wait,
3: when they're in the freaking paddle boat and they're not moving, yeah. that's <laughs> hilarious that is hilarious to me every time it's just so dumb
2: this is not an opportunity to trash the movie no, I'm not trashing it, I'm just
3: saying these are the things that stick out to me as no. funny funny
2: but I'm glad you like the music. I, I do too. I've come around. Uh, I like the you? Joan Armitrading song in the in the uh, Gil's music store actually. It's a really nice one. Okay.
0: talk about
3: where it was and <laughs> how you found the location. That was um, Tacoma
2: and near Seattle. Yeah.
3: And we a lot of it was it. in
2: Seattle.
3: Um, the location scout found it. It was, we, it was an actual high school.
2: Yeah. We wrote the movie set in Portland. I'm from Seattle. Um, so it seemed like it was kind of a uh, long shot, actually, that it would be shot in Portland. And there was a lot of debate over shooting it in, in L.A. And I think the feeling was if you did shoot in L.A., it would be a little too close to Clueless. And um, Gil, the director, got found this school and got really passionate about... Mm-hmm. Um, shooting it there and I think it was a great creative decision because it just like, it seems so Shakespearean and it just kind of references that so nicely in a visual way, but yeah, Stadium High School, Tacoma, Washington
3: But that's why we were only on set for a short time because we were working on a TV show down here so They we wouldn't were, let us leave I know. But when, when we were up there we had so much fun because it was just like a big party every night in Heath's hotel room we would all convene and I would call room service and order a bunch of Bud Lights and a plate of french fries and it's really fun. Yeah, when we got there they're like, "Oh, you guys have ID. You're old enough to order us beer." And I'm
2: like, "We took them, <laughs> we took them to a strip club actually, all the kids." Yeah, like, cuz we, we yeah, we that even
3: legal? It was like 18 and yeah, cuz you couldn't get them all into the bars. bar. So yeah, we took that cast in a limo to a strip club. We're not proud of that. <laughs>
2: yet we're saying it in front of you guys. Oh,
1: I think we uh, said uh, it on the DVD. Yes. Oh my god! <laughs> you yeah, actually yeah, did, I thought. <laughs> yeah.
3: I think, that, yeah, I've admitted on the DVD that I ordered beer for minors with Disney's you money. You <laughs> <laughs> on the DVD. It's <laughs> <laughs> not, is yeah. it? It was on the commentary. I said it. Yeah, I don't know. I, if I Remember? It's on yeah, there. I, remember it's I was watching are. the
1: commentary. Fair uh, and uh oh.
3: Sorry, Disney. The shareholders will have you arrested. <laughs> oh, so they should have the person who met John Carter from Mars arrested. Oh, Sorry, I was mean.
1: <laughs> so, uh, do we have anybody else? Yeah, or? Okay.
3: Anybody else? Can I no? Can
1: I talk? Sure. I don't know if someone. (laughs)
2: Um, You guys touched briefly on your writing process, and I was just curious, like, if you guys are in the same room, does one of you sit and type, or like,
3: what is the? One of us is writing it down. Yeah, we hand off the pad back and forth. She's a pacer. She likes to pace and smoke. I'm a floater. I like to float in the pool and just spout out (laughs) lines. We have we have different ways of engaging our brains. I must be very still. She has to move. It's. Probably not a good answer for that question.
2: No. <laughs> yeah, we we switch off and um, and then we like kind of bring the stuff back and type it in mm. into our computer machine
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> into that technology. Yes.
1: Um, I think one of the most famous scenes is like when he sang, when uh, he sings a song. Can you tell us about how you guys developed that scene?
3: We originally had the song, I Think I think I Love You by the Partridge Family, but then that was used in one of the Scream movies. So we changed it to, um, You Make Me Wanna Touch Myself by The Waitresses? Or oh, The when I, oh, Yeah, When I, I Think of You. I Touch Myself. I Touch Myself. <laughs> uh, but then Too the director's like, no, this should be romantic and sweet. That's not a romantic, sweet song. <laughs> so uh, I think, yeah, the, I think Heath picked this song, right? With the director? I think so, yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's very charming singing it.
2: Can you tell us a little bit of the process of getting um, your script to um, a company to develop it? or? Well,
3: we, our manager sent it to the producer.
2: Was it hard? To- yes, yeah. it was very hard. And, in fact, before we had a manager, we had, like, a whole... Random we submitted it. Yeah, we submitted it. Agent. Hither Yon everywhere, tons of rejections. Like we had different producers at one point take it out before our manager took it on and everyone rejected it and then we regrouped and found a manager and then he took it out and so three weeks. Yeah, it had a long a long life though, um, of like probably of us trying to sell. It. <laughs> yeah. I mean I remember we finished it in January of ninety seven and then I remember because I went to Sundance and was giving it to people there, talking about it, and then finally I think it sold in June. So, and it, it, that even is kind of a lucky short amount of time when you, I mean, six months is pretty, pretty lucky and short. But, um, but I think you just gotta throw your material out there to to everyone that you meet who might might be interested in reading it, and and just kind of keep at it that way.
1: We have any more questions, or we do? What are your favorite lines in *She's the Man*?
2: (laughs) (laughs) I got a lifetime of knowledge. Uh, I (laughs) I don't know why it makes me laugh. Uh, The
3: cheese conversation. (laughs) Yeah, that was really. I
2: like Gouda. Uh, thanks. Who's my favorite? <laughs> She's so brilliant in that movie. She's so uh, like yeah. it's such a surreal performance. She's
3: a really, a funny girl. I hope she. she
2: no. Comes what are back. your favorite lines in She's the Man? <laughs> what? U T L Y Ugly.
1: What else? Oh, this so. is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us
2: how brilliant we are.
1: Yeah, great oh, yeah, scene.
2: Yeah. I got a letter from, wait, like, what? over wait, the... Wait, hold on, wait, what? Beckham does it all the time. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah. yeah But I got a, a random letter about <laughs> that tampon. Yeah, I'm,
2: br- I'm brilliant. Shh.
3: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but <Okay>. Some lady <laughs> sent a letter to our manager saying that she was... Skiing in her new baby blue ski jacket and she got a she fell, got a nosebleed and she didn't know what to do. So she had a tampon in her pocket and stuck it in so she wouldn't bleed all over her jacket and she skied down the hill with the tampon hanging out of her (laughs) nose. I was like, that's kind of awesome.
2: Changing lives. That's right. We're doing the Lord's work, clearly. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that. We're like Oprah. Okay, what are their favorite cheese the man lines? That's it. They don't have any more fans. All right, sorry. <laughs> I like that
1: game. That was a pretty good one. All right. Um, all right. And we have uh, one more question before we start the um, next one. Do you find it difficult to keep uh, the voices of characters
0: consistent because there are two of you, or have? Sorry, I don't like that question. Okay. <laughs>
2: I think I think b- uh, both a yes to both of those things. Like I I think as we go through drafts we're able to like clarify who's you know what no she might not say that that sounds a little more like her or she yeah. would never say that. It's like the it evolves the characters evolve a little bit as we go through these multiple drafts. So we usually are writing like, you know, Eight nine drafts before we ever show it to anybody else. But, but it's
3: funny watching this tonight. There was a couple lines that were just such a mouthful for Julia. Yeah. That I was like editing them in my mind, like the Jacquard <laughs> noir Julia. wearing Dexter with a bone. That like, really? that takes her like ten minutes to get that line out. i was like yeah,
2: it's funny. We could
3: have I, I like the line, but I'm like we could have helped her out by trimming that just a little bit. But yeah, yeah. we're rewriting our work 13 yes. years
2: later. <laughs> it's a yeah. process. Yes. you that you
0: feeling that the scene where
3: the like like Yeah. Yeah. Difficult. Yeah, we were like, wow, we've seen that before. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. funny, though, because it seemed like when we, when 10 Things came out, there were a few other movies around that time that had that same conceit, like Disturbing Behavior, it's Katie Holmes' movie. Had oh, that. What
3: was that Freddie Prinze the, Jr. one too? She's, she's
2: all that. I she's think they that. had that scene too. Yeah. Well, yeah. So it's, it's kind of
3: just a staple of the genre, I guess.
2: Mhm.
3: I mean, I'm sure someone did it before. I... Okay.
1: We'll so end with that one. Last question from the audience.
2: In the script that we were given, there's a lot of swear words, mm-hmm. and the movie didn't have any. So I was wondering if maybe the movie Wait, was supposed to the be. The movie. This movie didn't have any. Yeah. I feel like this movie actually <laughs> is pretty edgy. Oh, it's, oh PG- it's PG-13, so you can always it, yeah. say... Well, there, this, there's this one scene like:
3: the beginning, mm. you'll notice Miss <laughs> Perky, when mm. the kid... Oh, she's yeah. with Joseph Gordon-Levitt, right? Yeah. And she's like, same little... <laughs> that was... <laughs> but you can only get one... ...in a PG-13, and apparently it cannot be a... <laughs> <that's> <laughs> so they CGI'd her lips to Matt, and then had her re-record... So it doesn't quite match. Next time you see it at home, like slow down on that day. <laughs> but they spent like money to literally CGI just to get rid of the. <laughs> stupid. But um, but not even know. do we even have one f- in there now because that was our one. F- so if, that's a that's a f- f- with movie. Really <laughs>
2: yeah. I mean, it's kind of crazy though. Like like Keith is smoking in the movie. And seemed, I mean, it's pretty. It, the rules have changed a lot, but um, but yeah, I don't think we really. At the time we wrote it, we didn't really have the like ratings restriction in our mind. Yeah, because we he's doing in a bar kind of drinking writing, a we... beer, and he, like
3: now, now they would never let that fly. <laughs> oh. A dick on the face—that would probably be rated R. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That happened to a friend of mine in college. He passed out and his roommates drew that on him. And he just walked up, He woke up the next morning and walked across the street to the 7-Eleven to get a big gulp with that on his face. <laughs> and I just always thought that was the funniest thing in the world. I'm like, going to have to put out a movie someday. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> but yeah, we swear a lot. So uh, that's why our scripts have lots of swear words in them. But sometimes we have to go through and cross out a few sometimes we're always like are we balls heavy on this one like yeah <laughs> we like to say that we're balls a lot so.
2: for she's the man we had a lot
3: oh yeah, yeah we had a
2: ton they really wanted us to make it edgy and so we did and we went and we went crazy and then they made us change like all the to like not uh, yeah. so we had to go in and like do we called like french bread yeah with, like, a no but we know you're talking
3: about it Right. But I'm like, but we're saying we had a guy say like, don't ever show me your French bread again because when the guy like pulls down his pants on the thing, and they're like, but we know you're talking we, about it, so you can't say French bread. I'm like, what?
2: But we got, but we got really <laughs> clever with like food stuff. Yeah.
3: We, oh, we tried to replace balls with kumquats. Yeah. And, <laughs> I, they were like, they were onto us, but they were. But at that they, point were like, they were we like, we know your little like, game out the of tr- the genital region, wisted ladies. Yeah. It food was,
2: stuff, genitals, game.
3: They were a pain in the butt to work with. Uh, to we work. love them. Parks. We love
2: them we do,
3: we do love them But it was just a pain To try to Change the word balls 17 times into something. But it
2: made us Better artists Yeah yeah. Finding
1: creative ways yeah. to say. Clearly uh, Well, well we, we, our last question Usually is always uh, Tell us about Like a movie theater Experience you had Growing up Like a special movie Seeing oh. your family Or something Inspired you Anything Or just a great Experience you had Going to the movies As a youngster
3: uh, Greece was my favorite movie as a kid, and then in ninth grade, Blue Lagoon came along,
1: oh.
3: and I probably saw that a hundred times in the movie theater. <laughs> and
2: I, yeah, I saw I saw like the Sixteen Candles probably five times in the movie theater. I actually remember being a little kid and seeing The Black Stallion. Um, I, that was the first movie I ever sat through just twice, which is a it's a really good movie about a pony. <laughs> <laughs> but.
3: Um, I just saw Xanadu for the first time ever. Thanksgiving. It's so good. It's, I watched it three times within 24 hours. That's how hungover I was. It is the, like the worst, best, bad, bad, the best, worst movie? I don't even know how to yeah, say it. It's worst. the best, worst movie I've ever seen. You must check it out. It, but by the third time, I'm like, I think I finally get it, though. It's very complex. Get back to me after you see it. Oh, it's I trippy is what it is. It, yeah. I felt like if I'd done peyote, I would have gotten it after the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I just kept watching it. I'm yeah. like, somehow this is going to make sense.
2: Xanadu. Xanadu. Like, if you it's, like Paul Thomas Anderson movies, you'll really like it. It's a musical about roller skating. <laughs> 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 roller
1: skating. John Travolta. And, uh, no, it's not John Travolta. It's not Travolta. John it's G Travolta G had been a Livia, really good. living the and John was in it. Yeah. That, right? yeah.
2: It was and Jeff Conway.
3: And this Isn't Jeff Conway? Yeah, it's this actor called Michael Beck that I told you was so bad, it seemed like he was Jeff Goway. Okay. We don't know him. <laughs> I don't believe he's working anymore. But
1: All right, so uh, we have a few prizes out there. If anybody's willing, uh, Alyssa, if you can line up. Uh, if anybody's willing to do the Julius Salad dance. Yeah! We have. Uh, yeah. If you line up, Alyssa, you, we have some autograph memorabilia. Uh, oh God, for I the winners. This. And we get you get the judge. And we just have to okay, hang we, here and they dance for us. Do we
2: have the song?
1: We don't have the song. What?
2: We, have, song. we have to have music? How are they supposed to dance without the They're music? They're going to have
1: to. Oh, we do have. Oh, I like the guys.
2: Yes, we need music.
1: Uh, yes.
2: Oh, I like the guys are doing this. All
3: right.
1: Hmm. Let me see. Uh... Stanley, I don't
2: okay, should we... Should we no, you can season? say No, okay. they're going to
1: dance for us right here. Walk They by. can dance for us. So uh, there will be... This thr- is amazing. There are four prizes. Uh, three are uh, the same, and there will be a grand prize. So I don't know if he's dancing or he's... Uh, he's not dancing. <laughs> So thank you. Alyssa, you're my assistant on this. So if you could bring the first guests to the stage, and they will do a little Julia Stiles dance, whoa, and then our whoa, guests will vote on guys, the winner. You guys, I
2: think we should make some, like, whoa yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa Yeah, let's whoa, do some cheering. Whoa. Something, like, to help him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>! <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs>
1: Oh, come I this way. That. Come this way. And if we wait along the railing. We'll have a boat in and you get the meter. Uh... All right, you're next. Let's get, let's get the clapping going, guys, since we don't have the Oh! <laughs> <woo>! <laughs> <laughs> <Those> <laughs> are <all> so
0: good! <laughs> you yeah,
2: can, I
1: do can do it. it. <laughs> Great job!
2: She's got the hair down. Yeah, She's got her the hair, hair yeah. definitely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that
1: was my prom dance. Congratulations! That was exactly the same dance.
2: Oh. <laughs> 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 Good job. Good job. Go on. Oh
3: All right.
1: So awesome. All right, so we have three prizes for your first three. Yeah. It's just such
2: a shame to have to choose.
1: Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six. Everyone needs to get hmm. a prize. Yeah, we, we'll figure out something. Okay. Uh, everybody will get a prize.
2: Is, uh, you guys were all amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Woo! I came So many you.
1: Uh, all right. Why don't we do a grand prize, and each of them is going to get something—a nice okay. little prize. But we do have to—you sl- have to do it's like a grand prize.
2: Well, we can't do it while everyone's watching the chat. Ju- oh, is this like a re- American Idol type thing? It where is American have Idol. To like
1: we can. Uh, sit and why judge? don't we, uh, uh, sound mixer If you can mute their two mics for a moment as they discuss. Can't everybody vote? Like Okay. Move? Sure. Don't put the pressure on. All right. No. No. Why don't you guys come back on stage? and we'll stand over here.
0: Oh
2: my gosh. (laughs) Now you're embarrassed
1: after all that dancing now suddenly? You guys are embarrassed?
2: Okay, let's have a clapping. By clapping we'll pick. We have contestant number one. Good job, good job, good job. We have contestant number two. We have contestant number three. Contestant number four. <laughs> contestant five. And contestant six.
1: Hmm. What?
2: Okay. All right, I, it's
1: close. I think two. Should we go down the two? Like All right, can we pick three?
2: Sure,
1: sure. Okay.
2: Based on that, contestant two, contestant five, and contestant six. Step on up.
1: Uh, did, did step up. So, what's the re- read? What are we doing? Oh, are we doing a, a elimination vote, or what are we doing?
3: No, they're all three one. They all, win. all tied. I th- <laughs>
1: I like that. You like what? Ties are good. All right. All right. All right. Woo! Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alyssa, can you bring up some of the? Uh, Alyssa, can you bring up some of the programs? So, you three will receive. Uh, said you're the three winners. <laughs> Taming of the Shrew, autographed books from our our ladies. By the girls who stole
2: the plot. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> what are you guys' favorite lines from
1: this movie? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Favorite lines from the movie. Shout them out. I
3: want you. I need you.
1: Baby. <laughs> that was a gale one. What was that one?
0: The shit had hit the Memory Up to my
2: elbows
3: and listen. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and hell is just a sauna. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the mic is sauna. Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorites, too. That makes
1: me laugh. So here you go. Here's your Teaming of the Shrew. And then uh, and for our other ca- candidates, we have we'll assigned programs. I'd like to thank Karen mccullough and Curtis Smith oh, for coming tonight. Thank you guys, yeah. thank you guys thank you so for coming. Much. Uh, I want to thank the awesome Pollock Theater interns for producing this event.
0: Yay, interns! Interns are awesome.
1: And I'd like to thank our six dancers, brave enough to come to stage. Thank you so much. We will have a video for you, so that'll be for your present. We'll give you a video of your dancing on Blu-ray, so that's another prize. So see me after. And thank you all for coming. Please stay. We have cupcakes and drinks in the uh, lobby.